couple things just getting started. Uh, you know, we uh, from an injury standpoint, I think you guys knew that uh, Montel had surgery last week. He's doing really, really well. Uh, he's very upbeat, and I think he's excited that that's behind him, and he's moving forward, which is good. Uh, Ryan is is just the same as he was before. Boy, he's a tough dude. He's he looks like he's getting a little bit better, which is good. Uh, and it doesn't matter. He's going to play. I mean, I think he'd punch me in the mouth if I told him he wasn't going in. So <laughs> he's that type of guy. But it's been fun to fun to watch him uh, just fight through that stuff. Uh, Fish is doing you know pretty good. He's he's recovering nicely. Uh, we'll watch him and just all of our guys right now. It's college football in the Big Twelve, and nobody's healthy. So we'll we'll do the things we need to do in practice to make sure that we can get them trained up cro properly and and make sure that we get prepared for the game. But uh, for the most part, you know what, we're, we're in great shape. I think our strength staff and our medical staff has done a really, really good job uh, to this point. So I know there's going to be a lot of questions, so let's just start from there and we'll get specific. When you, when you got here, when you first looked at this roster that you were inheriting, did you, did you have an idea pretty early what you were getting in fish? You had to play you know, every game and showing up but, but didn't have this kind of role. So did you know that this was the kind of player he was going to be? You know, I don't think I did, Matt, to be honest with you. I knew he was uh, a guy that had some experience and a guy that obviously Clint talked highly about. Uh, he was a guy right away that we talked about that we could draw for some leadership uh, experience more than anything. But as you get to know him a little bit better, you, you understand why. I mean, those kids, they just seem to work out. I mean, if you don't know his story, do yourself a favor and go – Find it on the internet and read it because it's a very interesting story. And man, you can't be happier for a guy and a family. You know, those guys have—they are true testament to man. This is a great country because you can do and be anything you want to be if you want it bad enough. So he's a great example of that. What, what's working out for him? I mean, is he because he's not the most physical dude. He's not the biggest dude. None of that. I mean, right. is he just a situational guy? He's always where he needs to be. You know, I think the biggest thing that helps him is he's a very smart football player. Um, you'd be surprised how much uh, football intelligence will make up for a lot of things. And I'm pointing to that wall over there because these are the components for things that we're looking for, whereas we're recruiting, you know, future Jayhawks. And he has got some football intelligence to him. And I think that really slows the game down for him. And what that does is it allows you to do things that maybe even a guy that has, possesses a faster skill set uh, change of direction faster, whatever it may be, because he he is limited in some things just because of the the skill set that he has. But you wouldn't know it a whole lot. He doesn't let himself get in the positions that can get him hurt very often. Now it happens from time to time because he plays you know every snap over there. But for the most part, he's such a smart guy. He knows what everybody's doing up front which is a huge advantage because now you know how the pieces are supposed to move around. You know what the picture is supposed to look like as it unfolds. And you know where you're supposed to fit and you, you, you feel like you can operate accurately there. So uh, I think that's really the big thing for him is he's got unbelievable football intelligence. He's a really, really big time competitor. He's a leader. Um, I just like his demeanor. I mean, you know, and he's a guy that is, has overcome so much in his life uh, you know, with the help of his brother and, I mean, just really everything that he's overcome, I mean, there, there's just nothing he's not going to be able to accomplish. I mean, he's just that type of guy. Are the numbers somewhat staggering when you look at it? You knew you'd have to play a lot of first-year guys, but when you see the total number of first-year guys you've played, is that still a little mind-boggling yeah, it is. It is. I mean, you know you're going to play a lot of first-year guys, but when you actually look at the number – you're like, wow, that's 
that that's crazy. I don't know that I'd ever thought I would be uh, a part of that at any level, whether I'm a head coach or an assistant coach. That's a lot of new new first-time players. You know, but then I look back at it and I come in here and there's three guys that have started a game, you know. So there's very few guys that were back here that had any experience because we lost a lot of good football players. We lost – I want to say we had 11 guys, if I'm not mistaken, that were in NFL camps to start the year this year, which – it's got to be close to a high in the Big 12, if not the high in the Big 12 from last year. So there was some good football players that were left here. I think we had the leader in the nation in tackles last year in Ben Haney, or he was close. Uh, so, you know, it's great that we're, you know, right now, uh, Fish, I think, is number one in the country in, in tackles, which, I mean, for that to come out of this school right now, I think that's something that we can draw on as a source of pride. But uh, man, it's great. It's the thing you can't give them. You can't give them experience, and we're uh, getting to do that right now. It's not, it's not comfortable going through it sometimes. But you know what? We never said it was going to be easy. We said it was going to be worth it, and is that was there it. Thing to be gained is there more comfort from so many guys doing it together first time? Well, I think the the thing that <laughs> that you're you, you're comfortable with is that they're all getting experience instead of just one or two. Uh, the hard thing is, boy, you really don't ever want to put a bunch of them out together because they, they really can't help one another. They're still all in that phase of trying to figure out what am I supposed to do. I mean, there's that phase of what am I supposed to do, how am I supposed to do it, and then how, how am I going to attack them. And that takes time. It takes experience to get to that level. Ben Goodman's at that level. Uh, but those young guys, you know, some of them are getting to the how-to-do-it stage now. But most of them for a long time were, hey, what am I supposed to do? And that's about as far as they get, <laughs> you know. And then they play on athletic ability yeah, for I a mean, while. I mean, from their standpoint, looking at somebody else who's right, right there with them who's also on the field. I think, well, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you that, you know, they're not alone. You know, they're not the only one. Uh, you would like for him to be next to a guy that's got some experience so he can help him out and say, hey, man, listen, that guy's sitting light on that hand. No, he's fixing the pool. You know, he can't get that help from a guy that's doing the same thing for the first time. So uh, Ben's – I mean, I've listened to Ben talk to guys on the field about some of those things, which is good, you know. But like you said, man, we're getting a lot of guys, a lot of experience, and it's something you can't – you can't buy that. You have to go earn it. We've talked a lot about – you've talked a lot about your, your team's mindset. You know, they're always up. They always stay up. Don't look at the record. Don't worry about the scores. Was anything different Sunday or, or even today? I mean, just – yeah, you know, the um, yesterday in the meeting and as we went out to practice, uh, I think that you can see the click starting to happen a little bit with the with the whole team. Uh, and I say it and it's kind of, it's almost hard to believe, but man, those guys have gone out there every week, every single week, and they have practiced their tails off and they've had great attitudes. We've had literally zero problems on the practice field with anyone from just having a bad day. I mean, we haven't had hardly any of that. I mean, kids are allowed to have a bad day every now and then, you know, and they, they really, they do what we ask them to do. Uh, they continue to believe. And I think that's because our coaches have worked really hard to show them how they're improving, you know, and where they started and where they're coming from. Um, you know, we all would like for that process to happen a little bit faster than what it is, but you know what? The reality of it is it doesn't work that way. Yeah, that's surely exceeded even your expectations. I mean, you can control you, so you knew whether we're 0-8 or 0-10 or 1-8 and and or whatever it is, you can handle it. You know what you can right. do, but to get 100 kids to do that and to follow that, I mean, better than you could have hoped for? Uh, absolutely, and you know, 
we're we're higher energy guys by nature, period. But there's a couple guys that that you trust in the business that you you talk to. One of them is my father-in-law, who is not a football coach, but he's a businessman, and he's ran businesses that have started up. And some of the things that he taught me are some of the things that we're carrying over here. David Bailiff, another one, and really Bob Stoops in pregame. Those guys all basically reinforce the message of, hey, listen, you got to love them kids, you know. And Bob talked about it when he first got to Oklahoma about how, you know, those kids had to realize that they had value and that they believed in them. And Bob reinforced that in pregame talk. Hey, he said, look, man, this ain't their fault, man. You, you Just keep loving them, boys. You know, you're on the right track. You're doing the right things. David Bailiff, before the year started, said, hey, you remember when we got started at Rice? You're going to go through something similar. Just keep loving them. Keep loving them. Keep making them understand you believe in them and that the great things are going to come up. They'll just keep sawing wood, keep working. So that's really kind of the, the pattern that we follow. You know, for me, they're invaluable. I mean, I learned it from Joe Martin back at Garland High School back in, you know, 1998, 94, 95. Just the way to take the edge off the game is in those moments. And at that point, you know, we had had a personal, uh, not a personal foul, we had a false start, and they had called Keon for moving his head, but he was calling the snap count. And, you know, he just didn't understand for the life of him while they were calling him for that. And, <laughs> And, you know, I basically – we just turned it into a, a light-hearted moment and, you know, got him smiling a little bit and said, hey, listen, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we think. If it's causing them to drop the flag, then we got to make the adjustment. And it was a, a way to just kind of take the edge off him right there at, at that point. And, you know, we're able to do that a lot with Ryan, you know, Ryan Willis, because he's, he's a guy that enjoys the game like that, you know. Uh, but you don't, I don't get to do that with the linemen just a whole, whole lot. But that was a – I'm, I'm, it's funny that you, you caught that moment because that was one of those moments where I was able to get him smiling after he had, he had, you know, he had a false start and he felt very responsible for, you know, that drive. And it was a deal where, hey, you can't worry about that. you gotta, you got to move forward, and we are able to use it as a light moment. We've seen the toughness. We've seen the arm. All those things about Ryan that, that have really been there. Um, where has he progressed the most, in your opinion, from when he first – his first start against Baylor to, to today? I think the big thing is for him is understanding structure. Mm -hmm. he, he's, he's getting better each week. Every week he gets just a little bit better in understanding what they're trying to do to him. Uh, remember what I said, it's no different for quarterbacks. First week is what are we doing? You know, what is he running? What's he running? What's he running? And I'm, I'm pretty sure he had no clue what the secondary was doing other than whether the guy was on or off of the guy, tight or loose. Um, but as he played and as he progressed, he's starting to understand what spins look like and, and you know, whether they're going to stay one high or two high, whether it's going to be man or zone based on the, the feet of the corner, the feet of the nickel. You know, all those keys are starting to slow down for him. And I think understanding structure is helping him a little bit. You know, with the exception of that last throw, uh, one of those last throws right down the middle there, I mean, the kid was really accurate, did a nice job with a, you know, a guy that was kind of limited to sticking in the pocket. He couldn't do a whole lot getting out of the pocket. He made a heck of a run in that game that, I mean, he almost got out, you know. He almost got out and got us down there in, in good field position by himself. And you could tell he – I don't know that he wanted to keep running that far, but he almost had to. <laughs> you wondering if he could get off the ground sometimes? He looked like he'd get up like I would. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, Kevin. How, how, how much was he in? 
I was going to say he looked about like me, but there was one time when he went down in the back of the end zone and he looked at me kind of like my daughter Alexa does when, when, when she's hurt. And I was like, dude, you're okay. You're fine. Take your time. We're, we'll slow down for you. And, you know, he, he limped his way up there. And, you know, we were about to run a play that involved him dropping back again. And I, I vetoed it and said, Rob, hand the ball off. Give him a second to take a breath. He's hurt. You know, just and Rob couldn't see it because he was obviously up in the booth and he's looking at structure. But uh, you know, we gave him a second to catch his breath, and and you know, you never knew he, he was hurt from that point forward, which was good. Is it is it the groin still, or has he got a little bit of? He's got a few things. I'm not going to say a whole lot about anything other than that. But the groins are 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 those things linger and they're hard. I mean, really, hardest thing about a groin is you really need to rest them. But we don't have that luxury right now. Uh, we're taking care of him as best as we can, but he's beat up all over the place, to be honest with you. But you know what? You wouldn't know. He just continues to go out there and practice. He did a good job yesterday, which is good. You mentioned after the game that it was fun. Do you actually feel that during the game when you're grinding and having to go through all your going through? Do you feel any sense of fun? Does that come across you after a game? I do. I don't. You know, I know a lot of people don't, but I do. I think that. Man, this is a game, and if you're not having fun, I don't know why you're doing it. I just really don't, because it can be very difficult, and you got to enjoy it a little bit. And I think for our guys to really feel a sense of uh, that they can actually enjoy the game, they have to see coaches be able to enjoy it as well. Uh, and you know, that's one of the things I talked to about Keon. That's how we broke the ice. I said, "Hey, man, isn't this fun? Isn't this a lot of? I mean, look around here. This is, and you know, that's how you kind of take it and." You turn it into, man, this is really a cool deal. Look what, look at how awesome it is that we get to be here and get to do this. How many people would trade places with us right now to get to do this? And it's a way for us to just be thankful for the opportunity, but at the same time, man, enjoy it. Make some memories. I mean, this is something that we all have worked so hard to be able to get to do, but if you're not enjoying it, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know why you do it, to be honest with you. Uh, at least for us, you know, and winning is fun. Don't get me wrong, but there's there's points along the way that I think you got to enjoy, and you got to show your kids that it's okay to enjoy it. Coach, you you've been around here long enough to know what kind of attention there is in this fan base for basketball. What what are your thoughts about what the women's volleyball has done as far as attention this fall? Man, I'll tell you this. Uh, I can't tell you how excited I am for Ray and his team and what he's done because Ray has done what we're trying to do so it's really a living example for us and being able to pick his brain has been so good because it all relates I don't care if you're coaching tiddlywinks volleyball or football really the the concepts are all the same in terms of how you build and it's been really really cool getting to visit with him and then watching that plan take shape um, and you know, the thing that is really cool to me is just the Jayhawk Nation, the amount of support that you have here. Uh, you can't get a ticket to those, those volleyball games right now. I mean, I can't get one. It's difficult to get a ticket to, to go to those games. And, man, that is, that, that's why these kids do it. I mean, that, I, I keep saying it, man. The Jayhawk Nation, that's the magic. There's very few places in the world that are like this. There, there are. And for us to not pause and... And, and talk about that is crazy because it's just not like this everywhere. It really isn't. And to see the Jayhawk Nation wrap their arms around them, it's not surprising, but, man, it's really cool. And, I mean, they just continue to roll, continue to roll. 
really happy for those guys. I mean, our women's soccer team has had a great year. Uh, Brandon Schneider and, and those guys have kicked off really strong here. I mean, if you hadn't got to go watch him coach, go watch him. I watched him in practice. Man, he is like a football coach out there coaching basketball. It's really fun to watch him. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like that with all of our teams, but the, really the magic is the Jayhawk Nation. Uh, it was at that point I couldn't. I think my boy George could have snuck me in somewhere. My wife got one. I didn't get one. <laughs> I had a little work to do though. <laughs> you know, let's talk about the season controlling what you can control. Facing West Virginia, a team that leads a conference in turnovers and, and talks among interceptions as well. Do you place extra emphasis in being ball secure? You absolutely do. I mean, that's one of my notes down here. You know, to talk about these guys are. Uh, you know, they're, they rank first in the Big 12 and 11th in the NCAA in kickoff returns. They've got two great kickoff returners. Uh, they're, they, they forced five turnovers against UT, and they had, I think, seven going into that game total for the season, which tells you what type of emphasis Tony puts in. I mean, Gibby is really good, you know, that, that defensive coordinator. And it's a 3-3 stack defense, which is, if you know anything about those defenses, they're upfield. They are disruptive, and they are normally known for causing turnovers because they're very aggressive upfield. Uh, I think they're, I want to say, second in the Big 12 and eighth in the NCAA in turnovers gained. You know, but as I, as I look at that, I look at what we've been able to do defensively. I think we're number one in the conference right now in red zone, but we're second in the Big 12 in fumbles recovered and 16th nationally, which tells, us that, tells me that we're doing the things we need to do to get the ball out in games. And... Uh, I think it'll be a fun matchup because, you know, it's a both teams that value possession and getting the ball out. We've got to do a great job of managing that this week because we put it in jeopardy a couple times last week and we got away with it. And, uh, you know, that's bad. You, you want to make sure that you don't put them in, in jeopardy. And, uh, you know, we did it against Texas and we turned the ball over a couple times. We've got to do a better job of keeping that ball up high and tight. And we coach it way too much for it to be a problem. So we've got to really do a good job against these guys this week because they're too good. You can't give away a possession and expect to win the game against these guys. I noticed here in the notes that there's no offensive player of the week this week. Uh, what, what goes into selecting those guys and, and – could, why no player of the week for offense this week? No player of the week this week. Uh, there were some good individual performances throughout the game. However, what one thing we look for is, is a consistent game, a guy that it continues to play consistent throughout. You know, a guy that stuck out to me that I thought made a couple of really good runs that we wouldn't have scored without him making those runs on his own. He got a first down on a fourth down conversion, and he got a touchdown down there, down by the goal line, was Taylor Cox. Um, but, you know, Taylor will tell you, as he watched the tape, there were some things that he left out there that he could have done better. But he did. He had some really good individual things that he did. So we're really looking for a consistent game from an individual or individuals, which is what we got defensively, which is why there were multiple guys in the kicking game and on defense. And is that the coaching staff, you just do that real quick, get together and say, here's what we're going to pick, or is it just – no, no, no. We do it as a staff, and, you know, we obviously have a lot of criteria that we, we build into that, you know. Uh, but, at, as you know, we had some success offensively in this game in some areas, but um, because of the inconsistency, that's really why we weren't able to close that game out and win it, you know. We needed to be able to go close that game out and win it. When they're called, they're no different than the firemen on defense. When, when they get three stops in the fourth quarter and we don't go and take it down and score, that's expected for us to do, just like it's expected for that defense to stop them regardless if, it, if they get a turnover in our red zone. Did you talk to Clyde after that last play? Obviously, kind of got pushed back on that. So did you, did you talk to him after that or have anything to say? 
Uh, not particularly after that play, but after the game, yeah, I did talk to all those guys up front a little bit. You know, we've got to be, we've got to be more firm up front. There's no doubt about that. We've got to do a better job of, of uh, keeping the push from getting back into Ryan's lap. It's, it's you know, that's causing some hurried throws in those, in those last few drives. And, uh, you know, we've got, we got young guys playing on the edge out there against guys that have played a bunch of football. But they'll get better, but we don't have time for that right now. I mean, we've got to go win a football game. We're not going to say, well, you know, we had a couple of freshmen out there, so we can't just go win this game. I mean, we expect to go win it. So do your job. Drop anchor. Get your hands inside. Play with low hands. Make sure that you kick step at the right angle. Uh, know where the slide's going. I mean, there's a lot of different things that go into it, and we've got to get that done. It wasn't just him, though. I mean, that was just the last play. There were several plays previous to that where we had some breakdowns either in route. We had some breakdowns maybe in protection with the running back. Uh, maybe we had a quarterback that was a little bit antsy that let the ball go a little bit early, you know, which put us in that situation. But all of it, it all works together. You know, you don't – it's not one guy's fault. It was a, it was a whole unit, and we got to get that fixed. He did not. You know, he's still, you know, like I you guys know me when it comes to concussion protocol. Until that kid is completely clear, we're not going to put him in, at risk. He, he's still not quite there. And we, we do that all the way up to until games and, until, and when they start. I mean, it's not just a right up to it. Kirby. We did. We did. We actually played against each other. Uh, he was a heck of a player. He was a really, really good, really good player for those guys. I think we may have split one and one. I can't remember. I really, I need to go look that up, to be honest with you. Uh, but he was a really good player, really good football coach team there. Hal Mummy, Coach Leach was there. Uh, I think Hatcher was there. I mean, some guys, the fathers of the air raid were all at that place. You know, if you do the research back to where the air raid started, that's kind of where it was developed. And, uh, man, they had, they had a good football team. I think, I think we split in the two years that I played them, but he was a really good football player. Hey, Coach, if I can get in one last one. You're, you're coming off a really strong performance and play your last two at home. Does the schedule work out as favorably as, as maybe you could envision here at the end? Well, you know, I, I think it's the Big 12. I think anybody is capable of playing great any week, and that's <laughs> us included. Uh, you know what? Last week was its own game. It's not going to be anything that's going to help us moving forward. It's going to be what happens when that ball gets snapped. This team uh, won three straight, then they dropped four straight to four of the top teams in the Big 12, and then they have done a nice job of dropping anchor and winning two straight. Uh, they get a chance to be bowl eligible if they get this one. So there's plenty of motivation for those guys coming into this game this week. Uh, they're a good football team. They are, and they're getting better. You can see them improving. Uh, this is no small task for us. It's, it's no different than playing any other Big, Big 12 games. Um, you know, I just want to caution folks that <laughs> they are all good in this conference. And at any given time, any of them can take off. They've turned into a run, play, action, pass football team. They saw something against Texas because they ran right at them. And they had a lot of success doing it. They've got some really good players. And, uh, you know, Dana, he's going to find your weakness. And you better be able to find a way to stop, stop him. Because if not, he'll pour it down your throat the entire day. So we've got to do a good job of matching wits with him, which is going to be difficult because he's a, he's a great football mind.